0: I was studying this this morning. I just was sitting back there. I'm like, I have to say this because it goes exactly along with what Brian was saying. It's from Peter. So Peter, after he's been through all that, says in First Peter 1, about our inheritance that's kept in heaven for you, who, by God's power, are being guarded through faith. And so I was just studying out what they're testifying to is God's power literally Mm. holding them. And all they're doing is having to believe in that. And in those trials, you feel so weak. You feel like you have nothing. That's why Paul says that in our weakness, his power is made perfect. Mm. So he does the power. We just do the faith. And then through that, as it's tried it's resulting in a salvation for our souls so i was just so blessed by that and just wanted to add on that little tag
1: amen amen ezekiel chapter 36 if you go there guys ezekiel chapter 36 if you get to daniel take a left you've gone too far i'm gonna share a word on my heart here with you i just want to ask you to uh Press in and listen here to what the Lord is saying. I believe not a sparrow falls apart from his sovereign will and his knowing. I believe the Lord has you here today, March 20th at this time, for a reason. I believe this word is on my heart for a reason for you. And so for those of you who have grown up in church for 10, 20, 30, 40, 50 years, this is not another sermon. This is an opportunity to hear the word of the Lord which might be what I'm saying and it might be something else besides what I'm saying, but the Lord is speaking through his scriptures. So just listen this morning. Lord, give us ears to hear today. I pray, Lord, you would open eyes and open hearts. I pray, Father, your word would run swiftly, God. I pray that you would teach us to be disciples from the beginning to end, that we'd be disciples that obey your word, Lord. Jesus' name, amen. From the beginning, in the garden, we see that disobedience results in cursing, and blessing results from obedience. So we see in the garden, he tells the snake, and he tells Adam, because you have done this, here's the consequence. You broke the law, you sinned. Your disobedience leads to this curse now on the earth. We get to Abraham, and he tells them these massive statements in Genesis chapter 22. He's he's going to bless him beyond all comprehension. And he says, after all that he's going to do to bless him, through your offspring, all the nations will be blessed because you chose to do something, it's because you chose to obey. All of these massive blessings, I'm not going to take time to read it before, massive blessing to Abraham because he chose the simple path of obedience. We get this throughout, replete throughout the Old Testament. But we have a problem in the Old Testament. We are inherently disobedient because we joined forces with the devil. He became our daddy. We got his nature within us from birth. And so due to our fallen nature, we're actually unable to obey, to walk it out fully. No matter how much we want to or know that we should, we have an inability to obey. So that's a problem. The law came and exposed the problem even more. Here's how much you're not obeying. Here's the level to the extent that you're not obeying. And the law just made us see how wretched we really were in the first place. The problem was not because of our willpower or not because of our attitude or our lack of self-control. The problem, we found out, the law exposed, it lies within us. It's because we had something called a spirit that was dead. It was darkened. It was unable to commune with the powerful life of God, and so it was unable to walk out his law. The problem was within And so Ezekiel chapter 36 prophesies, the Lord says, I'm going to solve the problem. And here's the the list, starting in verse 25. I will sprinkle clean water on you, my people, and you will be clean. I will cleanse you from all your impurities and from all your idols. Listen, I will give you a new heart and I will put a new spirit within you. I will remove from you your heart of stone and give you a heart of flesh. Pay attention, verse 27. And I will put my capital S spirit in you, and watch, and I will move you or cause you to follow my decrees and be careful to keep my laws. What I'm going to do prophetically, this is before he did it, what I'm going to do is I'm going to cleanse you, wash you, I'm going to come and indwell you, and then I, God very God, am going to cause you to obey me, because you cannot, you're unable on your own, unable to do it on your own, and then you will live in the land that I gave your ancestors, and you will be my people, and I will be your God, and I will save you from all your uncleanliness, and I will call for the grain and make it plentiful, and I will not bring famine upon you. So from this time on, God's constantly looking for the man to do it. Who is the man? And there were some shining examples of heroes of the faith, but they all fell short. And all throughout, up until the time of silence at the end of the Old Testament, the Lord saying, who will be the man that will walk this out for me in perfect obedience? And then we get to precious Jesus, the obedient son. Oh, God. Here I am, he says in Hebrews 10. Here I am, I'm the man, and I have come to do your will, not my will. Precious Jesus. Here I am, he says. I will accomplish and fulfill your prophetic promise. I'll obey. Hebrews 5 says, son, though he was, he learned obedience through what he suffered. We're just talking about it this morning. And once he was made perfect or complete, he became the source of eternal salvation. And the sentence is not done there. He became the source of eternal salvation for all those who obey him. Because Jesus himself fulfilled the prophecy. He, because he ascended, could then pour out the Holy Spirit, who could descend and fill the temple of our hearts. And so Romans 5.19 says it this way. For through the disobedience of one man, many were made sinners. But now listen. Through the obedience of the one man, many are made righteous. So disobedience of one man caused everybody to be sinners. Obedience, simple obedience to the word of the Lord made many to become righteous. Jesus is the firstborn, yes? He's the template. He's the model. He is making many sons and daughters just like him. Christ is being formed in you and in me if you're a believer. God wants Jesus on the planet represented in our faces. We're being transformed into his image. And during Jesus' three year ministry, he was constantly talking about this, constantly comparing your actions to your words, or he was constantly comparing your doing to your hearing wasn't he? In Matthew chapter 7, for any man who hears these words of mine and puts them into practice, he's like the man who builds his house upon a rock. The rains came and the floods, the, the house didn't fall. But if you hear my words and don't put them into practice, you might as well build your house on the sand. Hearers versus doers. In Luke 8, 21, Jesus, your mother and your brothers are outside waiting on you. He's like, here's who my family is, everybody. Listen, my mother and my brothers are those who hear the word of the Lord and obey it. That's who my intimate family is. And then Luke 11, this lady cries out while Jesus is speaking, this platitude. Blessed is the mother who gave you birth and nursed you. And he says, no, no, no. Blessed rather, more than Mary, Blessed, rather, are those who hear the word of God and obey it. All throughout Scripture. Blessing for obedience. Cursing for disobedience. The Lord has it there. And so, hearing must be met with simple obedience, or James chapter 1 says, that we deceive ourselves. If you are a hearer and not a doer, be careful because you just stepped into internal deception. That's a scary place to be. It's a dangerous thing to hear the word. Did you know that? Because if you hear it and accept it and receive it, but don't do it, you submit yourself to the law of scripture that says you will be internally deceived. There's greater ramifications, according to Jesus, for those who have heard the word and not done it, than for those who have not heard the word and not done it. There's greater accountability is what he says. And so we get to Matthew 28. Go there with me if you would. At the very center, smack dab in the middle of the Great Commission, we get Jesus' command of obedience. All authority in heaven and on earth, in verse 18, Has been given to me. Therefore, go and make disciples of all nations. You baptize them in the name of the Father and the Son and the Holy Spirit, and teaching them to obey everything I've commanded you. And surely I'm with you always, to the very end of the age. Right in the middle, Jesus puts this beautiful phrase. Jesus who learned obedience, go think about that for an hour or three. It's incredible to think of that. Jesus, God, very God, learned obedience through what he suffered. Now, as the template, he says, now, you're going to make disciples like me? Teach them to obey, just like I did, as a son. Why obey? And 1 John chapter 6, or 2 John verse 6 says, This is love that we walk in obedience to his commandments, because we love him. And John chapter 14, 23 says, if you love me, you will obey my commandments. Why do I love Jesus? Because he first loved me. Why do I obey Jesus? Not because he's a taskmaster, but because I love him. Don't you want that for your kids? Trust me, kids. I want the best for you. Obey my word, not because I'm going to punish you if you don't, but because I love you so much. I obey him for my love for him. That's why we obey but that's not the question is why. The question is how. How do I walk out obedience in this bag of bones with my thinking that's stained and my self-control issues? How do I walk it out after committing a thousand times and then not fulfilling my commitment? How? And Jesus says, just like me. You do it just like I did it. And that's what I want to unpack for you here for a minute. We do it via and by the Holy Spirit that's been poured out, the new spirit that we have within. Listen, the Holy Spirit is the helper. He's the teacher. He's the guider. He's the reminder. How do I obey all that Jesus has commanded? My brain is not big enough to remember all the scriptures. You know whose brain is big enough to remember though? The Holy Spirit, he wrote the book. And so the Holy Spirit within me can remind me every hour, every minute, every day what Jesus has commanded, right? The Holy Spirit, the advocate, he'll teach you all things. He'll remind you, listen, John 14, 26, he'll remind you of everything I have said. You have to connect John 14 to Matthew 28, teaching them to obey all that I've commanded you. John 14, the Holy Spirit will remind you of everything I've commanded you. That's how you do it. How is by the power of the Holy Spirit within. The helper, the counselor, the advocate will help you. He'll be with you forever. He's the spirit of truth. It's actually better, John 16, that Jesus left so that the Holy Spirit could come. Ezekiel 36 again. Who causes us to obey? I will cause you to obey all of my commands. I will cause you to heed my decrees. The Lord himself will do it. So this is what I want you to think about real quick. Pay attention. We're almost to lunch. Hang on. This is the key. The Holy Spirit inside of you is leaning into obedience. Holy Spirit wants to obey. What your flesh wants to do is disobey. That's why there's a war in there. So when it comes to obeying the promptings of the Lord, it's way less about you doing something and way more about you submitting to someone. Let me say it again. It's way less about you doing something with your self-control and effort and submitting to the one, capital O, inside of you who wants to obey. So that's really the issue, isn't it? It's our will. It's really the issue of submitting. Obedience is easy when the will has been submitted. You walk by the Spirit. You will spontaneously, effortlessly, wholeheartedly obey God's law. Walk by the Spirit and you will not gratify the desires of the sinful nature. Jesus says, you've heard it said, but I say to you. You've heard it said, but I say to you. Who can fulfill God's law? God God himself is the only one that can fulfill it. You submit yourself to the moving of the Holy Spirit, you begin to obey even more than the basic laws of don't murder Don't, you know, be angry with your, whatever. You know, don't don't commit adultery. You go higher than that because the Holy Spirit within you is sanctifying you. Does that make sense, everybody? How do we obey? It's by the internal obedience to the transforming Holy Spirit. Let me say it again. You obey by internally heeding the voice of the transforming Holy Spirit. Internal obedience squares away external obedience every time. Internal obedience to his voice and his promptings takes care of the external, I promise. Who is reminding us of all that he commanded? The Holy Spirit. Therefore, you could say in this passage, teach them to obey everything I've commanded you. You could also say, teach them to obey the Holy Spirit within them. Because he's reminding you of everything that God commanded. Teach them to obey the Holy Spirit. Remember Old Testament blessings for obedience. You want to live the blessed life? Obey the Holy Spirit. Yeah, I promise. Anybody ever been super disappointed you obeyed the Holy Spirit? Man, but I've been super, uh, super, super frustrated that I disobeyed the Holy Spirit and gone my own way. Anybody ever experienced that? oh God, forgive me, I, you said this two years ago and I, I wish I would have, oh, I'm just weak, help me, Lord. He's like, I love you, I'm teaching you to obey. Even now, I'm teaching you to obey. How, let me land this plane. How we learn to obey the Holy Spirit is, number one, we hear his voice and number two, we know his person. How do you obey the Holy Spirit? Well, you got to recognize his voice and you got to know him as a capital P person. The Holy Spirit is not some ethereal force. He's a person, the third person of the Trinity. So I want to take you on a quick introduction to the Holy Spirit. I'm just going to jump through these verses here. Acts chapter eight. In the first time, for the first time ever in the New Testament, in Acts chapter eight, we get introduced to the first person of the Holy Spirit as a person. He's been poured out before. He's been prophesied about before. But in Acts chapter eight, he steps up on the stage. Jesus has ascended. He's poured out the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit in Acts chapter eight takes the stage as the builder of the church through Jesus Christ. And it says this, first time ever, Acts chapter eight, 29. The Spirit told Philip, Go to that chariot and stay near it. Remember the Ethiopian story? First time ever. And we had the Lord said, or the angel of the Lord said, but this is the first time in the New Testament we get the Spirit told Philip. And so we get this beautiful intro into the Holy Spirit leading and directing, and we see that God's kingdom is spread on the earth, not by man's wisdom, but by the Spirit's guidance and leadership. Man's wisdom screws it up every time. The Holy Spirit is the one that told Philip, leave this massive, fruitful revival and go on this road and step up in that chariot. Only the Holy Spirit could do that. Only God could do that. So the Holy Spirit here, look with me in Acts chapter 10. I just finished studying Acts, so I'm all geeked up on it right now. Acts chapter 10, verse 19. While Peter was still thinking about the vision, the Spirit said to him, Simon, three men are looking for you. In chapter 11 of Acts, look in verse 11. Right then, I was, I, where I was staying, the Spirit told me to have no hesitation about going with them. Peter said, Chapter 13, now in the church in Antioch, there were prophets and teachers, Barnabas and Simeon called Niger, Lucius and Manian who had been brought up with Herod the Tetrarch and Saul. While they were worshiping the Lord and fasting, the Holy Spirit said, set apart for me Barnabas and Saul for the work to which I have called them. In chapter 15, it says, it seemed good to us to the Holy Spirit and to us not to burden you with anything beyond the following requirements. In verse 28, the Holy Spirit has emotions. It seemed good to him and it seemed good to us not to do that. You get chapter 16, you go to verse six. They, the, Paul and his companions were kept by the Holy Spirit from preaching the word in the province of Asia. When they came to the border of Mysia, they tried to enter Bithynia, but the spirit of Jesus would not allow them to. There was a tug on the inside, a little bit of a block, and said, no, we can't do that. In chapter 20, verse 23, I only know that in every city the Holy Spirit is warning me, says Paul, that prison and hardships are awaiting me. In chapter 21, through the Holy Spirit, they urge Paul not to go to Jerusalem, and Agabus from the Holy Spirit says, the Holy Spirit says in this way the Jewish leaders in Jerusalem will bind the owner of this belt. These people knew the voice and the promptings and the leadership and the governance of the Holy Spirit. Do you? I guarantee you, you can, if you're a son or a daughter. My sheep know my voice. I guarantee you, not one of you in here, the weakest among you, is unable to hear the voice of the Holy Spirit. You're able to do that. The question is, what will your response be to the leadership of the Holy Spirit in your life? I'm past time. But I have the mic. Proverbs chapter 16 (laughs) says this. Whoever gives heed to instruction prospers. And blessed is the one who trusts in the Lord. Whoever listens to the instruction of the Holy Spirit and does what he's saying, prosperity is yours. Shalom. Abundance. Fruitfulness. So what separates disciples, Matthew 28, disciples from the crowd is their willingness to obey all that he's commanded. Even if it's imperfectly. Even if it's imperfect, yes, I will obey. Brad, my brother-in-law in Colorado, is a disciple. In the summer of 2018, he said yes to Jesus. I want to follow after Jesus. He'd been a Christian his whole life, but he never crossed over into just being a wholehearted disciple. Everything's on the table. You do with my life what you want. I offered as a living sacrifice. He got transformed, started devouring the scroll. Well, a couple years later, going after Jesus, we're out there visiting them a couple summers ago. Hannah, his wife, is like, I just feel like I need to quit working. Bring in an extra thousand or so a month. I just feel prompt to do that. And Brad's like, yeah, but. That money that we wouldn't have would cause us to go into a little bit of a tailspin financially. We have to think about our finances. What about the mortgage? What about the carpet? What about, what about, what about, what about? And they prayed and they waited and we were there with them. And by the grace of God, they said, we don't know how we're going to make this work on one income in Colorado Springs in, in, in Denver area. But by the grace of God, we're gonna step out and say yes to this. This is their story. She quits her job, gets pregnant, their next baby, and they're $1,000 short every month for making their bills. And to this day, Brad says, when I look back through our check register, I look, I don't know how it happened, but the Lord has not only supplied all that we need, he supplied more than what we need to be generous and to give away, it's crazy. How did this happen? And there's peace in their rest. Hannah's about to have their third baby now. It's beautiful. Well, Brad's making a disciple named Josh. And Hannah and his, his wife, Josh and Melissa, are out there in the Denver area. Josh is a firefighter. So we're out there with them this last week. We're visiting. What's the, what's the spirit doing? What's happening in your life? Ugh, it seems like we need to give up this third job, this second job. He has three jobs right now. We need to give those up. And just trust the Lord. But we're going to be short financially. Well, what's the Spirit say to do? I think I'm supposed to quit those other jobs and give my first fruits of my time to the Lord. We walked through this whole process, three or four hours. They say yes. He just texted me yesterday. Quitting that job. I don't know how it's going to happen. But the Lord is going to provide. See, discipleship is all about saying yes to what you already know. It's not discovering what you need to say yes to. It's just saying yes to what you already know inside of you. The Lord will provide for them. What's the one thing that keeps us from obedience? Fear. But what if? And what about? And what if the Lord doesn't? And what's, according to Scripture, the only thing that casts out fear? It's His perfect love. And so when I step out in faith and say, I got no hope unless you provide, and the Lord radically (laughs) opens heavens and provides for me, that I could say, oh, he really loves me. It's true. I'm his son, I'm his daughter. He will not let me down. I believe, and now I got a testimony. You cannot take that away. And so on fire hearts make on fire hearts. Disciples who have experience with the love of Jesus, they're like, he really is. All that he says he is. Taste and see. Take the step of faith. Don't worry. He'll be there for you. It might get hard, but he's going to be there. And we make disciples that way, guys. We make disciples. I want to encourage you to say yes. To submit to what the Lord is already telling you right now. What's the Holy Spirit prompting you to do? Say yes. I promise. If you heed instruction, you'll prosper. If you trust in the Lord, you will be blessed. The Lord himself is leaning into obedience inside of you. Amen. Let's stand up, guys. Thank you, Lord Jesus, for your faithfulness to us and for your word that heals us. I'm just asking now in Jesus' name that you would move people in this room to obey, and to submit to your work in our lives. All of us, Lord. I thank you for the testimonies now. I pray for individual testimonies in here of blessing through obedience. Lord, protect us this week as we go. I pray, Lord, you'd bring us back together this next week fresh, filled with the Holy Spirit and faith. It's in your name we ask all this. In Jesus' name.